Talk up the team. Talk up the team. Yes, yes, yes. This is a wonderful Saturday afternoon, man. We're definitely coming here with you. We talk up the thing with something special for you guys on this afternoon. We definitely got a session, and this session is definitely needed for this culture because we need love and respect in this culture. But before we jump into the session, man, we got a big up talk up the thing for make this possible, and we yeah. got some guests in the building, man. We gotta let them introduce themselves because without them, this would not be possible. So I will start on the right. Amen to that. Hello, everybody. My name is Paula Bullard. I'm a nursing clinical manager at All Children's Hospital. Oh. Happy Saturday. All right, all right, all right. Y'all know this voice already. He been gone for a while, people. <laughs> he been gone for a while. The boy got the bug. He got the bug. Can we say it? E-V-O-L. Turn, that, turn it around. The boy's in love. He's in love. He's in love. Yeah. So It's Eddie P in the building, man. Holla at you, boy. We'll tuck up the thing with my dog Drisky. All right, so you could hear that the topic, love and respect, love and respect. And I think that when you, when you hear that topic right there, you know that when you're in a relationship, friendship, or whatever you you, you have going on with someone, you got to have love or you got to have respect because if not, those things are very powerful. Those words, when you use those words, man, you got to respect people. If you don't respect people, you're not going to hold on to a friendship. So my first question to you guys on this panel, can you love someone with no respect in a relationship? So I'll start this one off. I say absolutely not. First and foremost, I think you must also you must first love and respect yourself first. If you don't love and respect respect yourself first, you can't love and respect anybody else. You have to know your own self worth. Um, once you're able to do that and define who you are, then you can move forward and definitely love and respect whoever it is you're in a relationship with. Yeah. So, so you're saying love and respect. To the person, right? Can you yes. can you love somebody that you don't respect? I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't. I don't because think that, so. That love um, of respect, you have to be able to respect somebody. Once you get to that respect, you can then get to love them. Because respect is a certain level of admiration. Yeah. You're looking at somebody. You respect the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they treat their family. Then that love is coming thereafter. I, because I, that love is more of that deep affection. So I, I can't deeply connect with somebody with having that respect for them let, let me ask do, do y'all think there's levels to love i think there is absolutely i think okay, there is and, I, and, and and that's what i was gonna go to I, I was like i feel like i can love someone if they have respect for me i can do that like even if i'm in a relationship because you never know what's the level of love someone have for you but if someone as a man as a man, respect is very big for me. You got to respect me. You know what I'm saying? You want me to be a man in, in a relationship or be a man in a friendship. You know, you once you show me respect, because showing me respect is very big. But if you never show me love, I feel like we can grow to have that. Right? So I can love, I can love someone who have respect for me. But if, if you don't have respect for me, I cannot have love for you. So what, what is your definition of love then? Well, I mean, in today's day, <laughs> I mean, who? Because... <laughs> I got you another know, question for Dre too. You can have love for somebody, but they have to respect you first, is what you're saying, right? Yes, respect. Yeah. The, the question is, can you love, love someone that you don't respect, yeah, even absolutely. though they have respect for you? That's the question, right? Yes. 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 
I, I, I guess I'm looking at it. I, it's, and I have another question, but but I guess I'm looking at it as, 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 like, as a man, right? Respect. I feel like respect is number one for a man. So what type yes. of respect are? So you're going back to for the man's point of view, correct? Yes. So what type of respect are you looking for out of your woman, out of your wife, out of your partner? Um, don't. I mean, don't call me up my name. Don't disrespect the people that I love around me. Um, treat me as you would treat that you would treat yourself. You know, treat me as you would treat your mom, your parents. The same love, the same respect. That that respect right there. I want that respect. You said you you look at me and said you want me to be a husband or you want me to be a your, your boyfriend or you want me to be a friend. You know, I, give me that respect because with that respect gonna show me how far we can go. But if you, the thing about it, like what I learned is that you, you never going to know how deep someone love you. You could be living with someone for 15 years and they, they just live in there with you just because you provide, but they respect you because you provide, you know, and that will take you a long way. But, but if that person come on and be like, you know, I never really love you, but I always respect you. Now your mind changed because they said it, right? So I, I, I think respect for me, but I see, and the reason why I said that, because if I, with a woman, if you don't show a woman that you love her. It's not gonna work to an extent. Yeah, to, yeah. Again, it starts at the beginning. I've been married for nearly twenty-four years, and we've always had a level of respect day one from us meeting one another. You sure about so, that? Because I sit next to Derek every day. Absolutely. <laughs> you have you to gonna put have the bad respect. name out there? You point blank. You have to have that respect in a relationship in order for you to have that love. You cannot fully give yourself and give everything you have that affection, that one-on-one attention they need if you don't respect them. Well, okay, 24 years, right? Been married for 24 years. Yes, you guys may, gr- that, that love may grow, right? But think about it. If, if Derek never respect you from de- day one, you would never allow him to love you. It, it would have been difficult. I wouldn't say that I would have never allowed him to love me, but it would have took a little bit longer, absolutely. Because you have to have that respect. I need you to respect my opinions. Allow me to be my own person and not just be your woman and what you want me to be. That's a certain level of respect that I look for as well. Because we have to grow together. This a partnership. Right. As a woman, women want the full package. And you got to give a woman the full package because with a man, like if you give, like if, if it's a scale of one to ten, if you give a six, we'll take it. We'll take a six. Yeah, but we still, I still want ten. Exactly. <laughs> if I could get ten, you, you talking about a six out of love or a six out of respect in, the, in a relationship? The period, thing, the whole package, the I, whole package. Yes. All we got to do is give you a six, and you have a it. six. I will work with a six. I, see, see, that's not something I will. I would never lower my standards because you're a I, woman. That's no. <laughs> we, see, as a as a man, we don't we don't we don't worry about the things that you you guys do. We see. We, we worry about you. Respect us. We will. We will give you everything we have. You you respect us. We'll give you because respect. If by you respecting me, mean that you're never gonna cheat on me. You're never gonna go out and talk behind my back. You're never gonna do or, things. Or at that, least that's how that's how some men think. But exactly, we're respecting yeah. you and we're treating you as an equal part in the relationship. But we're also respecting you as a person, as my forever soulmate. Like. You know, I'm just not looking at you as what you can provide for me because I know that I can provide for myself, and it's all a matter of we're bringing 100 in together. We're not bringing 50-50. That's how we're going to be that powerhouse that we need to be. So You see, and that's what I'm saying. See, 
in this new generation is that you get into a relationship and if if a woman say you know what I'm a, I'm gonna pay thirty five percent of of the bill and you pay sixty five percent a guy is okay with that but if you if you flip the switch and said no you pay thirty sixty five percent not pay thirty five percent. It's not going to be cool, right? Is that because we're going to be tapping on your ego? If we want to pay the 65 and you pay the 35? No, no. So you'll be okay with that. If I say, no, I want to pay the 65 and I want you to pay 35. I mean, it depends. It depends on on how much money we are making, right? I think it depends how much and how much our bill bill is overall looking like. Because if you're the brand winner, right, and and, and you make more money, then I'm looking at the percentage or whatever are come together so we can make things happen because a lot of times people don't understand that when we get when you get in a relationship, it's not about just, oh, my God, you should be paid this, you should pay this. Whatever made the relationship work and make you guys happy, that's the part of what you need to do. And I agree with that, but I don't even look at the money level because I feel like it's, it's both of ours. And, and this and I would love to go back to that generation. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 I want to adore that. Relationships last yeah. because I'm not looking at me making a certain amount and my husband making a different amount. I'm looking at us, our, our um, salaries combined together. Right. That's ours. I've always had a joint checking account with my husband since day one. We never had separate accounts. That was that level of respect and love that we have for each other because we knew we were going to build up. That's how you got to do it, man. It's not your money. You it's our it, money. You got it. Who I'll pays the you. bills? We do. Who take out the trash? We, we do. do. Who clean the house? We, we do. do. Who cook? We do. And who, who raise the kids? Exactly. We do. Exactly. And mm. whose fault is it going to be if this doesn't work? It's going to be both us, of ours. Because right. everything we going in, we going in together. It's yeah. both of us or it's none at all. There's definitely a new generation of women um, that think a certain way, but there's still women that still want traditional marriage when they look in their their lifestyle or they want to build together. They'd be a partnership, not like a liability or he does everything and, and I do nothing. And it's there's hard women to find those. Yeah. And I think that's to an extent yeah. too, because like in my relationship, I don't cook. I can cook. I'm the oldest of seven, had a mom who was in the kitchen every day and a grandma. But because my husband loves to do that, I'll allow him to do that. He, he always brag on that. I'm not going to lie. He always brag on that. He always did the bragging. Okay. He brag so on he that. he keeps wife and happy on that one. Hey. So I have no problem with that. That's untraditional. Because yeah. who knows of a woman not cooking every night? True that. That's true. I do have a question for both of you guys. So one, I'm going to start with Eddie first. Um, what does it mean to love your partner? What does it mean to love your partner? Yep. Um, it means that it's somebody that, uh, as a man, right, we, you want to protect, you want to provide for, you want to uh, be there for emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, and in pretty much all aspects. Uh, somebody that you care about. If, if they hurt, you hurt. If they're happy, you're happy. And just be on their team. That's what I think about. Okay. What does it mean to respect your partner? I think allow them, like I said before, being themselves, 100%, absolutely. Um, being who they are, um, also respecting me, allowing me to be who I am. Um, that respect is, it's so, it involves so much, I think. It's not just that um, allowing some person to be who they are, but respecting them in a way that you allow them to grow, you allow them to fail, be successful, and you're still with them throughout that process no matter what. Okay, so how do you guys feel when someone someone leave their partner of someone they've been with for fifteen years, having three kids, and they be like, "I outgrew the relationship." Like, how do you feel about that? I think it's definitely hurtful, but for me, I'm all about self reflection. I think that's going back and reflecting and say, "Well, 
how could I have made it better? Is it something that I could have done? I don't think it's always the fault of the person who leaves the relationship. Like, there's always a reason. Sometimes we're so blinded by things that we don't really want to have that self-reflection and say, you know what, maybe it was me who was the cause of it. Um, I would definitely not put all blame on that person, but definitely want to have a discussion along with self-reflection, like what caused the breakup? Well, and to see if it's repairable. Yeah. I mean, the way you phrase the question, you know, I, I'm looking at it from like outside looking in. You know, it it's, um, you never know what's going on in people's relationships. This is why I never, um, we kind of stopped doing that. I, well, I stopped doing that a few years ago for like um, relationship goals and marriage goals. And you laid a couple and they look like they got everything together. And then you never, you just never know what's going on, what's going on behind closed doors. So, you know, when I hear of people like, you know, 15, 20 years in outgrowing each other or whatever, I'm like, there's some kind of disconnect that happened throughout those years. Do you feel like sometimes people feel like they try something because they think the grass is green on the other side? I think that's part of it. I think people may, may get tired um, of the same old, same old main, uh, mundane things, but they once they get out there, they realize, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, not what you, it's, not, it's not what you want. I think society plays a role in that, too, because now it's all about the thickness or the skinniness of how your wife or husband Social is. Social media, right? So I think that plays a huge role in it. And you have to go back to what was the reason why we fell in love? Why did we join and make that union? Because um, it's not all about the new thing. Sometimes the latest car is not the best car, right? Right. Because huh? it comes with all chart. You got to charge it to get it to go. Electricity. All one I thing gotta go out. All I got to do is put gas in mine, and I know I'm going longer right. than the 300 <laughs> of the electric vehicle. That's right. That's right. You got to take that back. All right. So my next question for you. Why do we negatively react to each other? I think that's just human nature. You know, if you feel like somebody look at you the wrong way, you're going to want get ready mm. to pop off, right? You got attitude. Like, why are they looking at me like that? I don't know. I, I just think that it's hard for us for whatever reason. I think we're just more reactive to the negativity than we are the positivity, yeah. right? You always remember what somebody did wrong or how they wronged you as mm -hmm. opposed to what they did. to the five times exactly, did you right. Exactly. <laughs> to right. Lift, you, lift you up. Why is that? Because I think part of that is that that's just human nature, our natural reaction. You, you just, you're going to react to the negative. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think naturally we go to somebody looking at you, and sometimes they'd be like dazed and not even watching you particularly, even though they're looking their direction. Yeah. Oh, what, what are they, who they're looking at, right? We go into defense mode, um, protective mode, and, and, and negativity, like you said, naturally, when you have no idea what's going on in this person's mind and, and what kind of day they've had and everything like that. So I think, it's, like you said, it's human nature, and, and, and for some reason, like, negativity is so much easier to capture right like your example like you talk about like athletes you know cheating and everything like that or or you know dui and everything that's very small population of the, of the athletes actually get yeah. in trouble and all that stuff but that yeah. stuff is so you would think like everyone's doing it yeah so yeah. negativity is the thing that i think attract more people and you got to really pull yourself back to make sure that you're not overreacting quickly uh, when things happen Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, with everything that we talked about, so, and we hear about, you know, friends, family, relationship, um, I think that working together is one of the biggest part about it. So, how can we energize our spouse, our friends, our, our family members um, to, to be more positive? I think it's start, starting with highlighting um, the good in them, I guess, helping to uplift them. 
We don't do that, I think, often enough, especially in the black culture, right? Because going back to when we were raised, I know, like, my parents didn't say I love you every day, gave me a hug every day. So I think it's going back to basically telling them, like, oh, my God, you're so good at such and such and uplifting them and then encouraging them. I think you can do it. I got you back 100%. I support you no matter what. And being there for them, helping them grow and get to that next level. Yeah, copy and paste what she just said. <laughs> it's pretty much uplifting, complimenting, and and support, right? Support. You got this, man. You can do this. You know, um, go for it. That's what you want. You can do it, man. You you can put anything. You can do anything you put your mind to and work hard for. So it's a matter of complimenting, um, supporting, um, words of affirmation, words of encouragement, um, and pretty much you know knowing what. What our parents didn't do, like you said, my parents never said I love you to me until I got into college. and But using that and saying that a lot more. Now my parents say I love you a lot more because we've, we've gotten that habit. So if you get in the habit of uplifting your friends and, and being a positive one, then they're going to, you know, eventually you're gonna, they're going to feed off you and, and become more and more positive. And do that you, encouraged them to reciprocate that too. So right. when it's your turn. There you go. So do you feel like social media play any part of that? Because I do believe that social media can be good and it can be bad, right? And I think that with my mom, you know, with you know, just seeing her being on social media and seeing other parents saying "I love you" and seeing other kids, you know, being embraced by their their their, their parents and by their peers and everybody around them. Now they he allow them to be like, it's okay to say "I love you," you know, it's okay to give you a hug once in a while, it's okay to just call and send you a text message. Remember the first time. My mom texted me and she was like, Oh, I love your son. This is that. It's not that not saying that my mom never never showed love to me. She showed in different ways, providing in all those other different ways. But when I got that text message, it was like, whoa. You know, it, it meant so much more to me than anything else because, you know, like when, when you think of like the level of a woman, right? I'm not married, so mom is like up there you know my mom is number one you know so i i i, I had to look at that and, and i had to embrace that and I, had to, and I had to love that i had to really process that and then i had to give her a call i'm like mom thank you very much you know not just a reply back you know i wanted her to hear it feel it thank you very much that mean a lot to me so what do you guys think about social media and and how people are embracing each other on social media saying i love you and all that well i think i mean definitely social media plays a role one way, shape, or form, whether they're positive or negative. Uh, for example, I saw I saw a video of this little kid that the mom was recording that he was going to do a concert, and then he looked up and saw the mom and started smiling, and it says, like, being there matters, right? So enough for your kid matters. And I always knew that, but it's like the more you see that, the more it, 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 it just reiterates, like, you know, you got to show up for your kids. You can't just put your kids in this and never come to the concert or games or stuff like that. Um, I think the more positive we see on social media, the more it, it reminds us that, you know, what we're doing really matters. I agree. I somewhat have a love hate relationship with social media. Yeah. I think that freedom of speech, some people have taken it to the next level. <laughs> yes. Using it to, um, encourage and empower people to display hatred, mm -hmm. which we had never seen that before. So, I do think it's a matter of that parent having to supervise that child to ensure that they are looking at that positive and not the negative. Because unfortunately, again, I think the negative has just overshadowed all the good things that social media can bring. Right. Um, and then they learn that, and that's 
Yeah, they can hide behind their computers and, exactly. and say a lot of stuff they won't say to your Cyber face. Bullies. <laughs> to your mm-hmm. face, but you know, with that use of social media. Like I said, it's still a tool. It's, you know, mm-hmm. same thing with a knife. People can use it to kill, people can use it to cook. Absolutely. Right? So it all depends on how you use it and and you gotta be mindful of like what kind of stuff you're listening to, you're watching, your kids are watching, your family is watching, your friends are watching to make sure that because subliminally all these things play a role into your brain, whether you notice it or not. So Responsibility of the parent, absolutely, to ensure that they're monitoring how much social media um, their child is engaging in. But as far as adults, we need to take some accountability with some of the things that we do, too. Because sometimes I think that that social media has taken over us as adults and we can't be without it. And we need to get back to real life, to real communication, face-to-face communication. Definitely. All right. So my next question is about the kids. Right. So as parents, like how can we how can we keep a level of communication with our kids and not just stifle them, making sure that we are elevating them, making sure that we are we are teaching them and we are putting good message towards them to make sure that when they go out there, they can pass that message back to their circle. Because I really felt like a part of that are dying, you know, in this, in this new generation that's coming because the respect level is like, you see a child and, and before, if you go back 30 years, you know what I'm saying? A child see you and they was doing something, they will run away. I want to thank y'all for listening right now. We're going to take a quick break in the podcast and let you know about anchor. We'll be back right after this. Right now. They, they probably shoot you a bird, you know, like, and be like, go, go, you know, have your damn old man. What's my your business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, so, like, I think that everything started at home, you know, everything started at home because sometimes in some different homes, I see that some, some kids are being treated like, like a nine year old, some kid, because you got to allow a child to grow. Cause if they, if not, they're going to eventually move on. Exactly. I think definitely being present. So in our community, as, people of color, African-Americans, however you identify yourself. We have not grown up and been raised by two parents. And I think nowadays that's just so very rare. So being present, because you don't have to have two parents in order to have a child that's going to be a productive member of society. We all were raised by strong women, single women, and we're all doing just fine. So I think it's a matter of being present, allowing that child to have the childhood that they should Um, Again, in our community, we have our nine-year-olds cooking dinner, doing laundry, um, helping take care of the other kids, and that's not their role. Their role is to be a child, have a childhood, so Mm -hmm. that they know how they should treat their kids when it gets to that point. So I think it's just so important to allow our kids to experience those things in life. Um, And then when they do become of age, I have adult um, kids that I'm still mom, but I'm also open along with my husband. Whatever questions, advice they need, we're approachable. We've always been present, good, bad, ugly. I want to hear it because I want to be the one to hold your hand and guide you through whatever process or whatever situation you need me to. Yeah, and I'm not a, I'm not a father yet, but um, one thing I wanted uh, to piggyback on um, is the open communication. Right, your kids should should feel like they can come to you with anything, and at least express how they feel. And of course, you gotta build a relationship with your child. Some some parents just have the kid and they think because I'm your dad, because I'm your mom, you you need to be talking to me like I, you know, because I'm the parent. But you actually have to develop a relationship with kid to make, so that they can trust you enough to tell you whatever they gotta tell you, and they gotta feel comfortable. 
So a part of, you know, uh, including what she mentioned as far as being present, you got to have that communication and be open. Don't be too quick to judge because if a child trusts you one time and you handle the wrong way and they may not even trust you again, or at least not come to you with anything and just, and just, you know, know, shut off. So uh, definitely have that communication and build a relationship uh, with the child. So that way, when you talk, they really listen and when they talk, you listen. You can start even when they're like young, two, three, four years old, having that continued dialogue. So that way, when they're in their teen years, they're just like, I've, I've always been talking to dad about this and mom about this. So just continue conversation. Yeah, I think I face a lot of problems like that with my with my cousins. Like I grew up with, and like you know, when I try and even you know, I try to have conversation with them because sometimes they are just doing things that you'd be like, "Why are you doing that?" You know, and I, I try to I'm gonna keep it real with you because number one. I'd rather keep it real with you than not because you, you you do have those people around them who have the yes, no man around them. I'm, I'm going to be like, hey, listen up. What you're doing is wrong. And um, listen, and I understand that you might not have all the resources to to be what you want to be today. But sometimes if you take one step at a time, you know, you can get there, you know, because I remember myself when I first came to Tampa, you know, I came here with just some clothes, you know, like, but I believe in myself to know that I can do that right there. And whatever it is that I'm gonna stick to it. But but Today, I can say that I live in a home that said this is mine. But when I look at them and I talk to them, they look at me. It was like, oh, man, you was born with a silver spoon. And I'm like, how? We grew up together. We, we were raised right. in the same house and the same. Not because I got an opportunity to come right here to the U.S., you know, and but nothing was easy. Like I had to really grind, you know, and and I, and I understand that there's opportunity here, but like. America will will chew you up and spit you out. That's what a lot of people don't know. Because the place where I'm from, Jamaica, like when you can go to your neighbors and be like, hey, man, listen, I, I need some food because your neighbors will take care of you. They will cook and be like, do you want something to eat here? You can't go knock on your neighbor's door and say you want something to eat. You know, so I had to tell them that, hey, man, listen, the, the grass may look look like that, but you have to have a plan for yourself. And some, sometimes they don't want to talk to me. They want to call me because they feel like I'm going to have a conversation with them. And as a cousin, that's my job to check you. You know, if I don't check you, who will? You know, like you're going to be calling me from jail and be like, hey, man, listen, man, I'm not. There we go. I was trying to tell you this from day one. Not saying I'm not going to have your back. One of my, I told one of my cousins, I said, listen, I, I will help you to get a business. I, don't call me every day for money. Tell me what you want to do. What do you want to do? Oh, you, you, you want to be a barber? Okay, all right. I'll get you some clippers, and I'll I, I pay for the first three months of the, the barbershop, you know, so you, can open, so you can go there and open that. But on then, you are on your own. You know, I, I don't believe in giving someone things their whole life. Mm-hmm. I believe, I'd rather help you towards a business so you can grow. And sometimes they don't want to hear that. Because you value that more. Like our kids, we don't give our kids anything for free. They work for it. In a sense, if it's making good grades, doing your chores at home, being respectable um, adult right now, they earn everything that they have. I know the value of what I have in my life because I worked hard for it. Because I got that from my mother who say, you work hard, this is the outcome. Not just stand there for a handout. And I think so often we even sometimes use our color as a way like, oh, I need to get that scholarship. You know, they need to meet their quota or whatever in a sense. No, when you go up against somebody else or you're trying to get to college, get a job, you want to earn that because of your skill set, not for because of the color of my skin or because you think somebody owe you something. Right. You need to work for it. 
No, definitely, definitely. So that leads me to my next question. What can we do when our spouse slash family continues to be negative while we are trying to be loving and respectful? I think we definitely need to have a conversation with them. Ask them what's going on. I think so often we just kind of go to assumptions without having that conversation and say, hey, what happened? You know, why are we straying in a sense? Have that conversation and work things out together, most definitely. Um, and just don't assume and just walk away from something without tackling it head on. Yeah, I think if, if it's a, a partner or spouse, you definitely have you know a lot more work involved uh, to do as far as, you know, conversation, pray, uh, support, whatever you can. Um, I feel like with family members, there's I, I, for me, there's a limit. You know, I'm not going to talk to you five times about the same yeah. thing. You know, you get two or three conversations at the most. And after that, I did my part. And I'm very content and satisfied with knowing that I try my best and it's up to you to take my advice or not. When it comes to like family members, obviously a partner or spouse, someone you're dealing with every single day, what they do, what they do affects what you do as well. So that's a, a lot more, uh, uh, you know, demanding of a work to, to communicate and everything like that. But uh, for a family member, to me, there's a limit. I know sometimes when, when people, for some reason, like, for example, struggle with, like, uh, drug addiction and stuff like that, a lot of family members feel like they're, it's their fault, they should have did more. But at the end of the day, man, you, you're going to do so much for somebody that wants to, to, to change. So it's a matter of having the conversation, having the support, uh, and then there's a, there comes a limit with that. Because you have to be able to accept some kind of responsibility. Right. You know, that family member, you can just keep doing and doing and doing, but if you're not getting anything in return and the negativity, it's right. just too draining. And yeah. you have to sometimes let that go. True that. So, so like, I, I know that we as individual and, um, you know, I grew up, I grew up in the church and my, it's my whole life. And we always worry about like, you know, um, how God is going to look at us when we, we get to that gate. Right. And he said, welcome or depart from me. You know, so have we ever looked at to see how our kids, how will they speak at our funeral? Like if they was have that that ability to do so, do you feel like they're gonna do? What are we doing to make sure that um, we are putting those building that relationship with them? Do we worry about what they're gonna say at our funeral? Just like we'll be worrying about how the Lord will look at us and be like, okay, depart from us. With our kids, I absolutely don't um, worry about what they would say. Because they were raised in a way that we did not force any religion on them. We didn't make them go to church every Sunday. Because there's different ways that you could still have God, Jesus, whomever, whatever you um, want in your life, whatever higher power. And we didn't force that on them. So as they got older, they kind of developed their own relationship with God. And we supported them through that. So I absolutely don't have any doubt that they're going to be able to say that their parents allowed them to be who they are and to be able to believe in whatever they want, and they're going to be happy with that and have no regrets. That's interesting. Um, well, I ain't got no kids, so I don't know. I think, um, let's be, and it come, when, it talk, when it comes to the topic of funeral, I've never been to a funeral where somebody said, yeah, that, that person was a horrible person. People, for some reason, always, and I don't know about y'all, but I've never been to one where they're like, this guy, I'm glad he's dead. And blah, blah, blah. So it's always positive for some reason. Somebody was saying that on TikTok the other day. Like, they've never been to a funeral where somebody didn't have anything nice to say. But, um, you know, I think 
when it comes to my friends, I would want them to just be honest. And I know what kind of what kind of friend I've been and what kind of person I've been. If you go up there and be honest, that's all I can ask for. True that. So, so the word, the big word, thank you, right? I think that like the big word, thank you, when you do things for other people um, and they say thank you, but they are not grateful for what you have done, but you don't know how the heart speak. Right. Sometimes you don't know how the heart speak. And for example, for me, like and I always go back to my culture, Jamaica, you know, like sometimes I give people things. Right. And they looking at me like this all, you know, like, you know, you bring and you bring in for every, you know, the whole family is like with their eyes out and, you know, they, you know, their hands out and. You know, you, you, you breaking up $500, be like, oh, you get 50, 50, 50, 50. And that person looking at you, be like, you should have gave me the whole 500, right? And, um, but they say, thank you. But then you hear this toe back in that circle, but all he gave was just $50, man. Man, that man been over there for three years and he came back and gave me $50 and gave me a pair of shoes and some shirt. You know, so how do you guys feel about that to, to know that the respect, the disrespect on that, how people not appreciate of things that you do and how hard you work to give it to them? Well, um, <laughs> that's interesting because um, to me, when you give, you have to give freely without the expectation of of getting uh, something getting in something return. in return. However, you want the person to at least be grateful because you're making a sacrifice. At least acknowledge that the sacrifice. Because if, if for example, from your example, you didn't if you didn't have the fifty dollars, so I give you fifty dollars and some shoes and stuff like that. If you're not grateful, that's on you. You may not get another chance, but, um, you know, when I give, one of the greatest thing you can do is give to somebody that you know can never pay you back or you just give it with your heart and, um, and don't expect anything in return because a lot of times your blessing is not going to be from them. It's going to be from, from the Lord or the higher power. Amen. So, yes. Um, and it goes the same thing for, for when I, I give to people in the street and somebody may be like, oh, they're going to go buy a drink or whatever, alcohol. I'm like, that's on them. I give because I wanted to give and God sees that. Um, but, you know, there's a level of gratitude that should definitely be at least uh, recognized. Um, and, of course, we're humans, right? That's going to touch us. If I give you $50, you're like, that's it? It's like, okay, well, you can either give it back or you can take it. But, you know, I may next time and not even give you anything because you're not even appreciative of the little things that I have. I can give it that $50 to somebody else is going to be more appreciative. Have you ever faced a situation like that before? No, my family is very, very grateful. It can be tender. Like the immediate one here or the one back in Haiti? No, back in Haiti. One okay. back in Haiti. Gotcha. So whenever I send money and I, I never have any issues with that because the whatever I give is more than they had. So they're, they're very grateful of that. I just appreciate that because that person just showed me their true self. So that means next time I probably wouldn't give them anything. But the sure essence of what I do as a nurse is giving back with nothing in return. Mm -hmm. Just seeing a smile or seeing somebody come in sick and knowing that I care for them and now they're able to go home and be the person that they were prior to having an illness is all the reward that I need. So at the end of the day to me, it's like, does it really matter? Because I've done what I'm I set out to do. And I know in my heart that was the best thing. So that's on them. I'm going to let them carry that load. Okay, okay. All right, so this brings us to a final question. How do we exit a relationship without disrespecting, um, and without disrespect and maintain the love for that person? You definitely, again, goes back to that respect. Respecting them enough 
not to just, whether it's a best friend, it's a husband, a wife, whomever, respect them enough not to just get up and walk out that door with the question still unanswered. I think it's so important to close up that relationship, leave everything out on the table. That way you leave, I think, with more respect, probably in a way, than you had before. But don't leave that person with those questions still. Um, you want to give them back that respect, take time out, put it all out on the table and say, we've done all we can do. We, we can't work this out. A friendship, you did this to me, that was hurtful. There's no turning back. Um, family member the same way, but don't leave things on the table unanswered. That way you have that closure you need to move on and be a better person. Hopefully the next relationship you have will be better and, and lasting. So, so, so you do believe that we as individual, we, we should, we should um, grow from her past relationship to be better for the next. Absolutely. Because otherwise you stay stuck, like that's just staying stuck right. in the same decade. You know, we grow. We, we're not 10 forever. We're now, you know, up in age. and So you have to be able to grow. That's a part of life. That's Otherwise, you stay stuck, and then you miss out on a lot of great things if you just, just stay stuck in that one place and not be willing to grow. You have to be able to make a mistake, learn from that, so that you don't make that mistake again. Now, that's on you if you keep making that same mistake. Mm -hmm. You got nobody to blame but yourself on that. Thanks. <laughs> So, yeah, like she said, just having a com uh, conversation with that person, um, if necessary, because not there's certain things that happen that, you know, may not be necessary to have a conversation, depending on the level of, of disrespect or whatever it is and stuff like that. But but if you feel like you need a closure, you definitely want to have a conversation with the person. Um, and also, they have to be willing to have the conversation. You know, it takes two people to fight, two people to to um, I always said uh, there was a situation where um, um, there was an ending of a relationship and I wanted to sit down and have the conversation, but the person didn't. So, okay, so I kept it moving because I'm going to be good regardless. But at least I felt like I wanted to open that, that opportunity. If she wanted to have a conversation, we can, uh, but it didn't happen. So it's just a matter of, of at least opening that door to have that closure um, because at the end of the day, again, like I said, if I tried everything I can, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. You can never say, oh, Eddie didn't do this, Eddie didn't do that. You can't force somebody to do something that they don't want to do. Right. That's on them. Again, that's their burden to carry, not I always, yours. Yeah, you can't go to war with somebody who don't want to fight. Exactly. That's true, that's true, that's true. So that's brought us to an end of our session, man. I think that when we talk about love and respect, I think that's we def something that needed regarding to what type of relationship you are having with an individual. And um, me as a person, if I, if, if I consider you a friend or a family or in a relationship, you know, I'm going to love you, I'm going to respect you because I, I want the same back, you know, like right. I don't want no one to disrespect me. Because sometimes people tend to disrespect people and that's what end the relationship. And sometimes they ask the question, like, man, I just said that. Okay, that's fine. But you you, you got to understand when you're disrespecting someone. And then it's okay if it happened the first time, we talk about it. And you, and you should be able to talk about things with individual, you know. But if it keep on happening, happening, and happening, that means that you, you don't value that person. Right. And when you don't value that person, then that's when that person have to move on. And a lot of times people say, well, but he's family. I can love you from a distance. You know what I'm saying? I can't love you from a distance, and that's fine. You know, I still love you. It's just that I'm not just gonna make you 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 come into my circle and and disrupt what's going on over here. Um, See, let me, let me piggyback on that. See, to me, I learned a couple a couple years ago, like 
there's a di- difference between relative and family. We can be related, <laughs> but to me, family is like we're tight. If we're family, we're family. Exactly. You know what's going on with my life without right. me having to pick up the phone and mm. call you. You right. calling me every day. You in my life. Yeah, that's family. Because I'm, you know, the boys are my family. You know, what I'm saying I have a very, very close group of friends that are family. Some of them are relatives, but some of them are just friends. But there's relatives like they got none. They don't know nothing about me. We're just related. You know, people ask me this all the time, Eddie. Like people like, like man, damn. Y'all DKS boys, man, y'all just stay close. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, you know what? We we have our own lives, right? And we live our own life and we include each other in what's going on in our life. And we respect each other. We respect it regardless of what. Even if someone say something, someone gonna be there to to check that situation and be like, hey, listen, let's right. talk about this. You know what? Hey, hey, what you said wasn't right. We gonna we gonna squash it right there. We're not gonna put it on social media. You know, I make social media black. Nah, man, that was disparate. No, we going we gonna, we gonna satisfy. We handle it in yeah. house. Yeah, we handle that in house, man. You know, like because I mean, people don't, people outside don't know what type of relationship you have. They don't know what you got going on, so they just gonna throw whatever in and just they think they can say what they want to say. But I'm a, I'm a firm believer of like, if we having a problem, check me, yeah. talk to me. Because we got that love and respect for each other. Yes. And you taking it to social media for fame. You're not right. taking it to really figure out how we can repair our relationship mm-hmm. or what's going on with us. You're just doing it just yeah, for Because I was not going to solve anything. Plow, it's so just going to gonna add more people to your to your business. Exactly. Oh, they don't know? So... So yeah, yeah, definitely. So I this this session, man, love and respect. I hope you guys learned something from this. Thank you very much, Miss um, Brooks. Thank you very much, um, Eddie. Yes, um, sir. Did you call me, Miss Brooks? I know. You know what the funny part about? It? I always say that to Derek. I say Derek Brooks, and I always go back and call him Derek. <laughs> there <you> so <laughs> thank you, Miss Bullard, um, for having you. <laughs> but I'll, I always um, tease um, um, Derek. You know, I think one day he's gonna become the. The, the coach of the, the Jaguars. He's a big Jaguar fan. If you oh. come to work, everything on his desk, he had bought everything on his desk, say the Jacksville Jaguars, the bag, his wallet, everything. everything. Like, so um, I always, I'm like, man, listen, I tell the students, I'm like, listen, hey, he's the, he's up for the coach next. You can get free tickets. <laughs> so we appreciate y'all for listening. Definitely check us out. <laughs>